And when I read Jim Rohn say that, I was like, damn, success does leave clues. Like if you study successful motherfuckers, like you can skip some of the process. You can skip levels. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Spark Seekers. This is episode number two, the show where we talk to interesting people about finding and cultivating their spark. The spark is the enthusiasm to live for the sake of living. Let's go. Yep. And today <laughs> I've got guest number two and my good friend Andres Zanelli with us. Andres is an e-commerce veteran and a content creator. Most importantly, Andres is a G and he keeps it real. He is always sharing wisdom and inspiration with everybody around him. So very excited to have him on the show today. And thank you for being here, brother. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> What's up, man? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having welcome. me. Welcome. Welcome. Um, let's fucking get into it, bro. Break out the mezcal. Hell yeah. <laughs> mezcal, baby. Worm salt. Afterwards. Worm salt. I've never heard anyone call it that. You've never had worm salt? <laughs> no, bro. It's Are you talking about up, like the actual worm? It's, it's salt that is like mixed with ground up dead worms. From yeah, yeah, Florida yeah. people are different. Yeah, Florida people, that's not Florida. Yeah, yeah. It comes out of me every Let's once in a go, while. Bro. Yeah. yeah, brother. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. And let's get into it. So as you know, uh, we just went over what the spark is. And on this show, we, we like to start with identifying what, what your spark is, how you came to identify it, how you've cultivated it, what you're working on, mm -hmm. and go from there. So what is your spark? Yeah. So I would say like my spark uh, summed up would be like anything that ultimately helps people in like some way, shape or form, mm -hmm. whether it be like a product, a piece of content or um, even like an event. I was telling you about events like I used to throw events and they'd be free, kind of. But to get in, you had to donate something. So that's where I would be like, oh, OK, this is helping people, bringing people together, networking, connecting, meet, meeting your future ex. I don't know. And then like we, we, we donated to something, you know, like the kids or um, to some shelters in downtown. Mm -hmm. uh, have you been to Skid Row? Yes. Ever? Yeah. I got a tour recently. I don't know if you can call it a tour. <laughs> That's really appropriate. But I got to experience Skid Row for the first time. She's wild. A couple huh? weeks ago. It is nuts. The, yeah. the juxtaposition of like the highlight reel of Los Angeles. And then you drive through Skid Row and you're like, whoa. This is different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, I spent some time in Skid Row helping out um, like in 2013 to 2016, like the, just through different organizations and different companies. So, um, yeah, I mean, like the, the shit that sparks me up is, is kind of like, um, I don't know, man. I just live life and I'm curious about shit. I'm just kind of like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did that and then see how it can, one, be challenging enough to like actually make it cool. And, and it's like that's where the spark comes from because if you just do shit that's like mundane you're not going to get a spark you're not going to create your spark right right so i want to like okay so something that i want to do this summer and this is like a spark thing for me mm -hmm. is i was in target and I'll, t I'll tell you the whole the whole story my, my girlfriend was in croatia and for every day that she was gone she like wrote me a letter and I had to open it every single day. That's amazing. And it was like, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Really like, she, take notes, ladies. And <laughs> um, sometimes it would be like a nice little reminder. Sometimes it would be like something a little flirty. Sometimes it would be like a, a mission. Like it's like go to the store and buy me like the first thing you see. Like something like that. And I'll yeah, do the same thing for fun. you. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. So I went to Target and 
I found like the water balloon thing that like you can make 50 water balloons at once, you know? Yeah, the splitter. Exactly. You put it on the hose and then it's got exactly. like a bunch of tentacles, blows them all up. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, man, I want to throw a water balloon party. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. And, and but like huge. I don't know if you follow Side Talk NYC on Instagram or like TikTok. I do. Man on, on street style, I love yeah. that shit. And uh, they so do. Funny. They just did a water balloon fight in uh -huh. in I think it was Central Park. Um, but they do like big snowball fights, big water balloon fights, and and um, I want to do something like that. But I want to do it with this organization I've been working with in Watts, like in the hood. Watts, like Watts, like uh, it's near Compton. Okay. Um, so it's like South Central, and there's this organization called uh, Red Eye. Red Eye Inc. And they have a empowerment center there. It's kind of like a boys and girls club. Think okay. of it like that. Right in the middle of the projects, large building. And the my, my homeboy, Justin Mayo, is the one that, uh, shout out Justin, bro. You're killing it. He put together this, this, this initiative and got so many people involved. Like we're talking the Jenners, the Kardashians donate weekly, like Whole Foods donates food weekly to this huge shipping container that's now a refrigerator in the back of the center. Like FIFA has donated a wow. soccer field, like NBA 2K with like, it's fucking sick. Like it's all a part it's of the red eye organization, all part of it, bro. And wow. it's, and it's the, basically, it's just like an extracurricular place for kids to go to from the, like from that area. So they kind of just like stay out of trouble and they just have places to learn and grow different things. Like they have a music center in there to make music and like gaming and painting like sick. Yeah. And they have a huge, huge field in the back. That's actually where I rode a, my uh, horse for the first time. I rode a horse in the, in the, in the hood, hood in LA. They had a hood. They had a horse in Talk the hood. Talk about juxtapositions. They had a, a horse in the hood, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna get on my little Nas X. I'm gonna ride this shit." Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I rode it, but um, I think it would be sick to just throw a huge water balloon fight there, and then get all these big brands to sponsor mm. it, and like. So I'm working with some of my friends to organize it. I reached out to Justin. He's like, "Yeah, just email this person. Let's set it up." Like he's really cool. And, uh, yeah, so that's something that is just, it's not in line with like a financial thing for me right. or, or like a product or anything. But you're extremely excited about this. Extremely Fucking passionate. sparked up. Yeah. Cause it's just like, sparked isn't up. that fun? Yeah. Like let's just meet up, have a water balloon fight. And then like, also we can help people out and like hang out with some kids and like hit them with water balloons, like grow their character. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know who you should have perform at this? Who? Um, you know, Dada life. Okay, they're, I want to uh, say I, I believe do. they're a Swedish EDM house okay, duo. No, no. Okay, mm -hmm. two bald guys, uh -huh. and their thing is like bananas and champagne and pillow fights, and they have this song called Happy Violence. Mm -hmm. So Happy Violence, yeah. and at all of their shows, they pass out these little pillows that are easily ripped open, so all the like the filling comes out, Word. and they play the song Happy Violence, mm -hmm. and when it drops. Everyone starts like going crazy with and the pillows opens. and like, you know, the fluff's going everywhere, everywhere and everyone's just having a good time. This. Yeah. They're like probably my favorite EDM duo. That's sick. And they'll, they'll be at, at Academy in LA in a couple weeks. Academy right here. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, they kind of did like the Steve Aoki thing, like yeah. to, to do something interactive with yeah. the crowd. That's yeah. cool. I like that. But I like the, the happy violence, right? Like yeah. the water balloon fight. It's like we're fighting, but just we're nail. like, it's all love. Just nail a kid right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> build some character you know what i'm saying sprinkle some like Come on, man exactly put and i want to put like like food coloring or like like sparkle things in the mm. water for some of them and, and then if you get hit you get like win something 
That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, like, so you just get hit with the golden one. Yeah, the like slime one or something like that. Win an Xbox. That'd be <laughs> sick, dude. Or a $100 bill is just in the water balloon. <laughs> yeah, pick it up. It's like Easter. Um, so, yeah, man, like, that's where I find my spark. It's just kind of like being around people, being opening my eyes in the world, mm-hmm. and um, just following my curiosity. Um, I have a very, like, untraditional life from graduating high school to now. Like, I don't, my resume is. <laughs> very untraditional yeah but not very it. linear no nah, like but i've i've i love it i love it like um that's what gives me a spark like that's why like i i have like this entrepreneurial spirit like i feel like every entrepreneur has this kind of say like insatiable spark in them to like just want to create things that they they come across you know and, yeah. and if they have the infrastructure like look at elon Elon has his hands in so many things. He doesn't have it in Twitter anymore, but he has his hands in so many things. And it's just like, he obviously he's not actively doing everything in the company, but he has the spark and be like, yo, we should dig tunnels under the earth. <laughs> like, like what? Like, that's a crazy thing. Like let's yeah. set up the infrastructure and get the right people involved to do it. But he has a smart, this spark in him to help. It's, it's all for the greater good. That's why I fuck with him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Shout out Elon. Elon's a G. Shout yeah. out. Elon's a G. We're, sure. You're going to get him on here one day. 100%. Mm-hmm. Episode 333. I'm calling it. Shit. I mean, fucking, you could do it, bro. Joe Rogan's a fucking thousand in, dog. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and we'll still have this sign. But you got to have the sign. You got to frame this <laughs> shit. Um, that would be sick if like, like you graduate to like having a huge wall. And then like this is in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you, everyone that comes like signs something. Oh, that would be sick. I like bro. that. Shit. Yeah. That and the pictures. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. That'd be sick, Hell bro. Yeah. Cool. So your spark is, you know, it, and sparks are not easy to define, right? But it's, and sometimes they are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're very specific. Sometimes it's broad and, and difficult to explain and to grasp. But, you know, clearly you have yours and it drives you. Mm-hmm. When do you think? you identified it. And and this is something I'm trying to understand as I talk to more people so that at some point, you know, I can take this collection of conversations and learnings and interactions with all these different interesting people who have identified that spark mm-hmm. and start to identify patterns mm-hmm. and hopefully give some guidance to people who are looking for their spark and looking yeah. to, you know, get their, get the gears in motion and, and get things moving in their lives. And so I always try to start looking back and see, can you identify if there was a time or an experience or a revelation or something that said, man, this is, uh, this is what I want to do, or I think this is what I want to do and I'm going to try it. Yeah, definitely. Something comes to mind. My senior year in high school was when I had like a pivotal, pivotal fork in the road moment um, with one of my boys at the time. And I mean, I was a punk like in school, like I was like in high school, I was less of a punk in middle school. I was definitely a punk, but I was just like getting in trouble a lot. A lot of the trouble I got in was just like, if I saw injustice, like I would say something. Mm -hmm. So if like a teacher would treat someone like teachers would treat kids wrong, like in public school. Yeah. Like teachers would fucking do some whack shit, bro. This was in LA. No, uh, this was a a little North of LA. Okay. Um, and uh some teachers would be bullies bro like straight up and i would be the like i was a class clown but i'd be the one that's like hey yo that wasn't right like you shouldn't do that and then it's like 
oh, he gets suspended for talking back to authority. Yeah. I'm like, fuck the authority. Like, the authority sucks. Like, they're doing whack shit. Anyways. They're taking advantage of the author- being in authority. Yeah. yeah. And um, we see that fuck across the system. different. Yeah. It was, like, I got fucked the system tatted on my leg in, like, when I was 15 by my <laughs> friend Cole. Um, because he was, he was moving to Alaska and he was tattooing all the homies mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I'm very I much, that. yeah, I, I'm very much against like the system of things. I think this, a lot of systems are broken. Um, so I've, I've had this kind of, uh, I don't know, feeling since I was young, but anywho, I was, uh, I was, I was into art. Like I was into graffiti mm-hmm. and, um, also like illustration and, and just like, just painting like i was a i was an artist in high school and i was gonna go to san francisco and like pursue graphic design and i would like i already had the trajectory like made yeah and i would do some hustling as a kid and like in high school like i was i was making some some money on the side just doing some just like hustling flipping shit and just you know like some arbitrage of like buying shit from china and like but like something small Mm -hmm. and i never really noticed my skills in it until my friend approached me with a, a bigger idea and he was like, yo, do you want to be a part of it and like put some money down? And then um, like you, you could be the marketer. You're really good at marketing, bro. Like you, you talk to everyone, you know everyone. And I'm like, huh, what's marketing? And like I didn't, I, I really didn't know. Like <laughs> yeah. I started like researching. You're just doing it. these things without consciously realizing exactly. that you're doing Exactly. And, like um, and what, what we did was we, we ordered like, a, like thousands of these. Uh, you remember those power balance bracelets? Yes. Yeah. So we ordered them from China and got our high school's name on them and like in our high school's color and everything. So like three colorways, high school name. And we got them for 80 cents a piece and we were selling them for $20. Like we fucking cleaned up. Hell yeah. And, and, and the spark happened when I had my locker full of these power balance bracelets. And this literally happened like in the last two months of, of my senior year because China shipping took a long time and you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. So the spark happened when I had people that, that I didn't really like in high school asking me if they could buy one and teachers that had like previously suspended me asking me if they could buy one. So I would go to my locker and like open it up and, and get it. And um, I was just like, one day I was like, damn, like I'm, I'm making money. Like, like this is pretty good. Like I had sold my, I had a, um, I had a DJ set. Like I had, I would, I would scratch and everything. Like I was learning that. It was just mm-hmm. like, a little hobby and I sold that to put money in this and I just started connecting all the dots and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should get into business. Yeah. And, and I start and, and just hanging around him, which like, I, which was kind Your of funny. Partner? Yeah. His yeah. name's Cher. And shout still, out Cher. Yeah. Shout out Cher. He, he was very pivotal in my life when I was young and uh, we still keep in touch. But um, what's funny is that he used to be like an enemy of mine. Like for some reason we just didn't like each other, and mm-hmm. and then my senior year I had like five classes with him, and I I remember looking across the we had weightlifting together. I remember looking across the gym at him, and I was like, "Fuck this kid." <laughs> I was like, "But why do I hate him?" Yeah. Like, and I started really questioning it. And I was like, "I guess he's not that bad." Yeah. And then I was like, "I have five classes with him. It's gonna be exhausting if like we're always beefing, like beefing, yeah. you know? Because we would like just." kind of get go back and forth i was like you know what like i'm gonna just i'm gonna be open-minded i'm just trying to be his friend yeah and then he like one morning in in econ class that was my best class ever I, uh mr strahan was like the best teacher shout out Stra- a lot of shout outs yeah, right now shout, shout out strahan bro important people that influence exactly the path that, that this guy get to where we are so right smart 
He was so smart. He knew everything, like pop culture stuff and like historical stuff and music. Like just, those are the best teachers. Always showed up in a there. suit. Yeah, I was like, "You're in fucking public school. Like, why are you showing up in a suit?" I, I fucked with him though. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in econ, and I was just waiting for him. Uh, we were waiting for the class to start, and then like Cher was sitting right next to me, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like he was on his phone. He's like, "Oh, I'm like doing stocks right now. Like, look at I I uh, I made three hundred dollars on the way to school today." And like he showed me. Yeah. And I was like what is this like i i didn't i didn't come from that bro like no. i can't i grew up like and of course they don't teach you that in school they don't and teach that's you another that conversation which i'm sure is, yeah well yeah i mean we could probably get into it bro that's another spark of mine but i just like i came from a different background bro like i came from a broken family like food stamps like single mother like doing everything that she could so like scarcity mindset fixed mindset adversity adversity just we were economically challenged you yeah. know what i'm saying which is a really good way of saying bro <laughs> and uh um so i didn't like know all this like affluence and um just like richness in life you yeah know what I'm saying? And how and he, to take advantage and and make things happen how i didn't to make know that moves and yeah. how to maneuver in business yeah. so he he kind of like was a window and he just like showed or like showed me a door like he's like look what's behind this door like indirectly he never he never like sat down and was like yo let me teach you this shit i just was like a fly on the wall and like asking questions mm-hmm so I was like, damn. And then we started doing the business stuff. And then I started going with him to like Rodeo just to like go into the city and like eat lunch and work there and like write. And it was like, what the fuck? I didn't know this world existed. Yeah. And that is like the start of the spark yeah. because that influenced so many. I, I literally switched college career paths and everything mm-hmm. from that. It's so interesting because you had you had this internal drive that you hadn't recognized yet Mm -mm. you were doing these things but you didn't know that you were doing them and you didn't know why you were doing them i guess you know you needed money Mm -hmm. right you're in a situation where i need money i'm gonna just do what i need to 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 get that money Mm -hmm. but there there was no principles there was no thought process behind it it was just doing it because you needed to but Mm -hmm. but then you had uh and this external influence this Mm -hmm. share came in and kind of guided you and sounds like he was a bit of a mentor Mm -hmm. and then at some point, probably equal in your business partner and mm-hmm. kind of helps shape that trajectory for you. Yeah, so man. I think that's that's one of the keys is is finding the right people, right? Yeah. And the fact that you you said, I don't really like this kid, but it's going to be a long year if we're beefing all, you know, all the time. And you got up and you went over and you shook his hand. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's open-mindedness. Yeah. Yeah. And just growing up. Because I was, I was a punk too. Like, you know, like if I look back on him, like I was just bullying him. And like, cause, cause he, he would bully me and like, right. it was just like a two, two like alphas, like going at it, you yeah, know, for, like for, two super Saiyans and they're both just in the yeah, it's, field. It's stupid. Just, yeah. It was really one of those things like, yo, we could probably do some shit together. And we did. Yeah, we did. Cause we did other stuff, um, after that. So yeah, man. I mean, looking back on it, being open-minded was the biggest thing and just being, um, being able to be cringe because I, I remember people were making fun of me too yeah. for, for selling that shit. Yeah. And I was just laughing to the bank. Like, like, and those same kids now, I remember like there's some of them are in my DMs, like just asking me shit or like just, oh, I see you killing it. Or something. I was like, I'm, I'm just doing the same thing I was doing back then, but you were, you, you were making you fun of me. You said it was for weird it. then, right? Because mm-hmm. it was just different. And because mm-hmm. it's different, it was weird. We're in middle school. You're weird. You're selling, selling candy. You're selling. Mm-hmm live strong bands whatever you're doing right (laughs) but no one else is doing that and and the ability to to know that it doesn't matter 
Didn't matter, bro. I mean, fucking, we were, we were making money. Yeah. Like, during lunch, we just, we were literally doing our pitch. We just would walk up to random groups and be like, yo, what's up? Like, stand up real quick. And <laughs> be like, let me do the, the test to you. You remember? Yeah, I remember that. I was the like, bullshit. I was like, you want test. one of these? I was yeah. like, everyone's got it. Put em. your arm out, push down on it. They're 40 the bucks at the mall, but they're 20 bucks with us. Yeah. And like, some people would like, it caught on. Yeah. It caught on. It was cool, bro. I wonder if the real ones were ever actually real. Fuck no. No. no it was just There's a fashion statement, yeah. bro. It was just fat. It was like I remember spinners. having one of those. I remember having a white one with the pink breast yeah. cancer month. Wore that during football season. We yeah. had pink ones. We yeah. had green ones and we had black ones. Yeah. Um, it was cool. And it, it taught me the first kind of like legit thing about business. Like contacting China. Yeah. First like selling something to put money into something. Contacting China, going back and forth with with models and um, samples, and then like shipping times, and and then just going out there and selling. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we spent like literally our whole lunch for a month, just five days a week, just going out and selling. Hustling. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes in class, but it was mostly during lunch, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then from there, graduated and just kept following certain certain little hustles. They were little hustles that started the mm-hmm. spark. And then eventually I got to um, to ecom, yeah, and ecom was cool. And that was mixed lemonade, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then I had some other ones too. Yeah, um, but that was that was probably like my my best experiment, I'd say, because the way it took off and and it was really organic, um, and it paid ha- handsomely at the end. So it was cool. Um, shout out mixed lemonade, bro. Great name. Yeah. I fucking love that name. I want a pair of those. You still have a, a box? Somewhere? I don't, bro. No. That was years ago. That chapter's no, I don't. closed. Yeah, that chapter's closed. But yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I do want to create another sunglass company because that was just drop shipped. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to create like actual designs and like a legit, legit sunglass company. Yeah, but that's on the shelf right now. I'm sure you have a lot of, a lot of shelf shelved ideas. ideas that it's like, no, it's not the right time at the moment. Um, so I just know that. When the time's right, it, it will probably come when I have like X amount of capital, like probably like a million to be like, all right, I'm going to put this into design. I'm going to hire the right manager. I'm going to hire the right designer. Like, and then I just oversee the direction, mm-hmm. but these guys will handle the, 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 the day to day because sunglasses are great margins and yeah. everybody wears sunglasses and no matter what it, part of the world you're in, like there's going to be sun sometime in the year. And no people see other people wearing sunglasses. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about products like that. And funny thing is, is like, I don't even wear sunglasses. Like they don't really, like, I don't really look good in them. And I don't know. I just don't like them. Yeah. You but I love protect your eyes, dog. I love the, dude, I need to protect my skin. I lay out. I never put, put sunscreen on. Like I'm so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta protect your neck. SPF 15. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Mix lemonade. Yeah. That's dope. So. When you answered the question, what is, what is your spark? Mm-hmm. It was focused around helping people. Yeah. And when we went back to the high school days, you talked about being just a good, a justice, per, just person. Mm-hmm. Um, when you saw things that were not just, you mm-hmm. called them out. Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously making money is important and it's fun and it, the hustle is exciting. Where does that translate into money? is is something you need to have to accomplish bigger goals right and, mm-hmm. and you talk about throwing the events to help people and, and greater goods and greater causes so mm-hmm. let's talk about that where you know at some point 
did you realize, okay, I got, I got enough money. I'm surviving. Now I'm eating people around me are eating. Am I still like, what, what drives you? Is it to, to make money or is it to, to help people and, and create a better world? And, and where did that transition start to take place? Um, I don't know when the transition started to take place. I think, or if it did. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I guess like at a young age, like when you bring up the high school thing, like I was already helping people cause there'd be people that like, like I said, being bullied, whether it's right. by a kid or a teacher. And I would, I, I would step in cause I just had that like outspokenness in me. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hold my words back, you know, like literally, uh, my senior quote in the yearbook is, um, stand your ground. Like that's just like a, a principle of mine, like just stand your ground. And, and, uh, so that's where, it, that's where it started, I guess. But when I started throwing events in 2015, 2016, around that time, cause all I, I threw, I threw a dozen events and they were all geared. They were all free. And the, except my first, my, my first one, I, it was ticketed and I broke even on that, which is very surprising cause I would never thrown anything. And at the time and, um, everything after that, I was like, let's just do it for free. Let's bring mm-hmm. people together. So I think that's where the transition started. But what drives me is not the money. It's definitely helping people in the end. I just know that money is needed. Like, I actually have this conversation a lot with people when it comes to money. And it's usually the people that are good hearted and like altruistic in some way that have a really negative relationship with money. And they almost like resent it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost like an, a, a, a virtual, virtual signal to be like, Nah, I don't really need a lot of money. I don't, money design important. It's like, all right, let's take the philosophy side out of it. Money runs the world yeah. for better or for worse. That's it. And people are getting money. And right now what I see is a lot of bad people are getting money. When you don't have morals or integrity or ethics in business, it's fucking easy to get money, especially yeah. in this city, bro. This city you can clean up bro if you don't got no fucking morals or ethics you clean up nicely you know what i'm saying and those people are getting this money and they're doing a lot of shallow shit with it Mm -hmm. they're doing a lot of negativity with it they're using it for power to influence other people and almost kind of like poison the the ecosystem that's how I, I, i mean i've been around a lot of people and in a lot of different rooms and i see how Absolute power corrupts absolutely, mm-hmm. and power comes from money. So I, the way I see it is like, motherfuckers are getting it. They're gonna go get it. You're gonna go get it. They're gonna go get it. I'm gonna go get it. And then once you got it, you get a seat at the table and you decide what's gonna happen because you have influence now. Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a good example. Yeah. So when you have influence and you have capital, back it up. You can start changing the trajectory of things if you don't agree with it. Like it's it's it, you have a voice now, a true voice. And and then people want to argue. They they spend too much energy on like arguing. Like you don't need money to do that. Like it's like we can go back and forth on that. But ultimately, the dollar rules. Mm-hmm. And for like I said, for better or for worse. And I just look at it as a tool, and just like a hammer. And with a hammer, you can use it to build a birdhouse, or you can use it to crack someone's head open. It's still a hammer. Yeah. It's it's not same it's, tool. It's same it's the same tool. All that matters is the intention behind the tool and what people use the tool for. So I'm just on a pursuit of stacking my tools, my resources. And then when I see people 
that have integrity, have ethics, have a moral compass, have all the like ambition and great ideas and, and good intentions. I'm, I would love to be the person that's like, damn, you're dope as fuck. Here's a million dollars. Yeah. You know that idea you have? Run with it. And like, damn, a million dollars. Like, Take don't this work, hammer don't... and build that birdhouse. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, a million dollars won't be nothing because I'll have a hundred. That's, that's where I would... That's my, that's my thing. Yeah, that's dope. It reminds me of, so, uh, you know, one of your projects is paid in full Mm -hmm. and in preparation, inspiration for today's episode, I watched paid in full last night. Incredible movie. You have to go watch it. Yeah. That's your homework. And one of the best scenes is right after Ace got shot Mm -hmm. and he's like, he's got a kid on the way. He's got his baby mama and he's sitting on the couch with Mitch. And he says, Mitch, I think I want to get out of the game, man. He's like, why don't you join me? He goes, I could. I got enough money. I could get out. But I'm one of those players that that loves the game. I love the hustle. And I could leave the game, but will the fans still love me? And and I think that's so interesting when when it comes to that pursuit of money. And, and this is an example of a drug dealer, right, who's yeah. – who's not necessarily focused on making the world a better place, but um, that, I think it ties into to what you're saying. There's, there's, there's two types of people and, and everyone's chasing money mm-hmm. and then it depends what you do with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Great scene. Yeah. And, great and movie. Great movie. It just, um, it's raw. It's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, lessons in there. The thing, the main thing I took out from that is like, so you got, uh, Mitch, Ace, and Rico, mm-hmm. the three the three guys. Yeah. And like, fuck Rico. You got to watch out for them Ricos, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Ricos, uh, yeah. He'll but, stab you in the back. But you need a little bit of Rico in you. So so what I mean by that is like, you got to love the hustle like like Mitch, love the game like Mitch, be humble like Ace, and be the, the, the leader like Ace. Yeah. And take no shit like Rico. If you really want to make it. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Like when it comes to good-hearted integrity ethical people they take too much shit in business and in life so there's got to be a sense like a like kind of like what jordan peterson says like the shadow like kobe's a good example like black mamba like he's a good person you know what i'm saying rest in peace to go but like when he stepped on the court he's like i'm coming for your head like, yeah this is black mamba this the ain't kobe side. exactly so there's got to be that like tenacious side of you that that relentless side relentless you know what i'm saying Shout out fucking Tim Grover. Bro. Yeah, great just finished book. that one too. It's a great book, man, and uh, I love it. It just, it just, you're able to peek into the minds of these, these superstars that were able to accomplish great things. But um, yeah, man, I mean, the pursuit of money is a funny. It's a funny topic. It's just, I feel like a lot of people probably have good intentions going into it, and then they lose themselves. Because I have Gucci Mane once said one of the best fucking lines ever. Um, without sauce, you lost. But mm-hmm. you can get also get lost in the sauce. That's fucking facts, bro. Like, yeah. it's just, I really believe in that. And I think that people, I've seen so many people in this city get lost in the sauce. Whether that sauce is clout or their own their own ego or money and the kind of money they're getting. And I think the battle, the biggest battle is like on, on your, your trajectory is to not lose yourself so many people lose themselves because mm-hmm. it can fuck you up yeah think about it absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah and and that dark side exists yeah i think that 
this is one of those things that is rarely talked about and you really have to seek out extraordinary people to start to learn about this dark side and how to how to deal with it how to acknowledge it how to harness it and use it um and in the tim grover book he talks about how kobe and and michael and and a lot of the greats i knew that they had that but used it to their advantage and i think a lot of us don't realize that it's there and 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 a lot of people say oh i don't have a dark side and you could think about the most altruistic people in the world right the the greatest um philanthropists, etc. But everyone's got a dark side because we're all humans. We all have these these urges and these these inner dark thoughts and, and feelings that we suppress because we are humans that live in a society that needs to function, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and there's not a lot of room for dark sides in in day to day interactions. But it's it's like this really important energy that exists inside all of us and and we talk about you got to have a little bit of Rico in you, right? Like not take any shit. And that's, that's that dark side, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You can't take shit, but you got to, ba- you got to like control it. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peterson says like, um, you know, don't, don't be docile. Don't be like, like kind or, or what's, what's the right verbatim that he says? Like the, uh, the, the, the. The fool man is not like the the kind, sweet man. It's like the beast, but can control it. Essentially, that's what he's saying. And mm-hmm. it's like, yo, when you have that Rico in you, like, yeah, don't take no shit, but also don't shoot your homie. Yeah. Your greed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've seen that. I've seen in the rooms with money on the table, you know, best friends turn to strangers over that. You know, greed takes over that green eye, that envy, all that. Like, it's real. And that's the biggest battle that we face is our, our, our own um, suppressed desires because we're like you said, we're we're humans, but we're animals, bro. Yeah. We're fucking animals trying to function in this world, and uh, pretending I, that we're not animals. Yeah, yeah and it's like, uh, are you familiar with the works of Robert Greene? No, like Forty Eight Laws of Power. Oh uh, yes, yes. So, so you know, yeah. So I mean, take a deep dive on him. He's he's very very intellectual on all of that, and he has a lot of great stuff to say about like our shadow and excuse me, our the suppression of of that dark side because. We all have it. That's our animalistic reaction to the world, our fight or flight, the amygdala brain, all that, you know, it's just, we have it. And if you're able to be self-aware and understand where it is, like where your lower self resides and then channel it to be productive in what your pursuit is. I mean, Kobe's the best example of a public figure that did that. Yeah. Like he fucking did that on the court, but he was, he was a girl dad, bro. Like he's fucking sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? You see him off the court, he's fucking, he's amazing, mm-hmm. you know? And it's on the court, will come for your neck. Like that Ali Oop gift that I sent you, you're like, yo. Yeah, yo, insane. 98 All-Star game, Just watch game, out, bro. I'm going to come destroy you. Exactly. Just channeling that dark energy and mm-hmm. I will get out of my way because uh-huh. I am here to, to do what I need to do and if you're in my way, you're getting trampled. Facts. And, yeah. and, then the, and then I would also say in the same breath that like, Michael Jordan's a great example of him getting lost in that darkness mm. because off the court, he was still an asshole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he was still an asshole. Even at his Hall of Fame speech, if you if you listen to it and everything, it's mm-hmm. basically 30 minutes of him uncomfortably just coming at everyone that like doubted him along his career. Really? Like instead of it being like a moment of like appreciation and everything, you could tell that he just still had that chip on his shoulder. That and but But it's like, yo, that's what drove him. Yeah. So the argument can be made. It's like, how much do you let it drive you? Do you need that or can you let it go? And like Kobe's the, the best example of it, in my opinion, because off the court, so many people speak highly of him. 
maybe it's because he's passed. I'm yeah. not sure, but like, there's great examples of it. When you see Jordan, like, he's an asshole. You know what I'm saying? I I like Jordans though. I like the shoe. Yeah. I like what he did. Yeah. <laughs> but he's kind of an asshole, and because he, yeah. he got lost in the sauce, the sauce can mean so much, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about paid in full. Let's talk about it. You know, and yeah. and so, at what point? did you decide to create this? And and let's let's have it come from you. What is paid in full? What does it mean? What does it do? Why does it exist? Simply paid in full is an Instagram page where I, sh- I share uh, clips of heroes of mine. Yeah. And uh, just like gems. Because I, I, uh, I follow the mantra from Jim Rohn, which is success leaves clues. Um, I got into Jim Rohn when I got into Tony Robbins mm-hmm. um, through share. It all comes full circle. And when I read Jim Rohn say that, I was like, damn, success does leave clues. Like if you study successful motherfuckers, like you can skip some of the process. You can skip levels. You just have to be open-minded and like actually be curious enough to find that info. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like whenever I'd be like in my head and like be kind of like a little bit down on myself and just having a bad mental health day, I would throw on like compilations of Kobe or something and, and kind of snap myself out of it because we all have like that that negative voice in our head that critic the doubt that doubt that's just so powerful it can it can really bully us bro yeah doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. absolutely um who said that someone said that yeah someone right? said yeah it. i felt like einstein said i don't know someone dope bryce yeah <laughs> bryce <said> no. that. <laughs> and uh so I uh, I would I would do that because it's like yo if I was having like a, a day where I'm just like kind of in my head I would I'd be like shut the fuck up like I need to drown this voice out let me throw on some Kobe let me throw on some Nipsey or some Jay Z um, Elon Musk or Steve Jobs Steve Jobs is a big one um, or even like a Sadhguru like spiritual stuff Jay, Jay Shetty is really great mm-hmm. um, and the, the, they're kind of like my indirect mentors you know what I'm saying like I I would literally just close my eyes and act as if they're talking to me like if i'm on a phone call with them or if they're in the room with me and i'm just like how would i be like i would soak up the game so then i started doing that and i was like you know what like i thought of the name paid in full in 2017 mm-hmm. i just thought it looked cool after like like just from watching the movie being a fan and like paid in full yeah was taken like on google domains on instagram and like no one's doing anything with it i hate that yeah I fucking hate squatters bro yeah. um Bryce Alston is just some VC or uh, Bryce. I have Bryce Alston, but at Bryce is just some VC guy. No post, no nothing. Fucking, it's like, know? give it to me, bro. Yeah. I want to like, we need someone on the team that can just hack that shit. Yeah. We need that, bro. I want a hacker. <laughs> I want a hacker on payroll. I want a hacker. Like, like I want a driver. I want a we'll chef. Cut this part. And I want to, no, <laughs> no, man. Fuck that. Like we need, I need security, bro. Yeah. The next wars are going to be being fought on the, on, on the, the blockchain, yeah. on the internet. Like I need someone that like is my right hand or left hand or left foot. Something that's yeah. like protecting me, bro. And also getting me my at names. Like, I kind of need that shit. Yeah. So if that's you, if you're listening, holla at the boy. Let's do something. But um, no. So anyways, I uh, I thought of the name and I just like rearranged it. So it's like paid in. So paid in one word full. And then I just shelved it because I was like, I don't know what I want to do with it, but I like it. I like the domain. I like how it looks. I got the domain. I got the Instagram. Cool, cool, cool. And then um, I just kept doing what I was doing. And then in tw- late 2019 or like 2020, early 2020, I just like had this idea like, you know what? I'm going to just start cutting this shit up and just putting it out and just see people fuck with it. 
because like I'm just sharing parts of my soul. Like yeah. that's that's how I really look at it. And people start fucking with it, and it's been all organic. I didn't do the whole paid followers and all. I hate that shit. I hate looking at an Instagram account and there's a hundred thousand followers and, and then you look at the post and it's like 16 likes it's like come on bro like it's yeah, so ingenuous i just don't like that so i just like you know what let me let me do that organically and it yeah. was a challenge and honestly it's side like i put five percent of my time into it but it's fun you know it's fun mm -hmm. for me like i look through I, I find the videos i'm listening to it it's like downloading into my brain You're doing this stuff anyway it's just doing another couple steps to, to you know exactly but um to curate it to stay paid in full to me means like one pay your dues like stay paid in full like pay your dues in full yeah um stay financially um independent financially free um you just get paid in full like jay-z said if you owe me ten dollars you ain't giving me nine you know what i'm saying you stay paid in full and to um to just always be about your business you know what I'm saying? But like morally, ethically, like with, with game and everything, like with code. So like everyone that I put up there, like they got code. Like, you know, there's certain people that go up there. So that's where that's where I stand on it. And where I want to take it, like there's so many directions, bro. Because right now it's still so early in the process. I ultimately know that I want to create it into a network like MTV. MTV is a good network, right? Or like Valuetainment. I'm not sure if you know about Valuetainment mm -hmm. from Patrick Bet David, but um, Valuetainment is um, it's just like a, a YouTube channel that he created, and now he signs different talent, and they have different shows, and they put out different media, and it all pertains to business and small business entrepreneurs and like hustle and that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I ultimately want to create this into a network that is an, an umbrella, like, like a holding company of different shows and pieces of media that get circulated on the internet that promote good business, good business ethics, um, hustling for yourself and being independent, using internet arbitrage and like the different resources we have, teaching that to people and um, content creation. Like I want to, I, I'm really good at spotting people before they blow up. And like, if I had the infrastructure already behind me, I'd be like, yo, let me sign this fool for like 2 million. Yeah. And then just have them create content under the paid and full umbrella. And like, that will happen brick by brick. You know, like I see this happening in a decade. Mm -hmm. And then who knows? It could be like a festival, like rolling loud. You know, it could be like a conference. A conference. It could be intertwined with college athletes. A lot of college athletes follow the page. OBJ follows the page. That's probably why he, because he reposts some of the things. Shout out yeah. OBJ, I'm killing it, bro. Congrats. And um, yeah, man. I mean, to me right now, I'm I'm in a um, I'm in kind of like searching mode to to search which which direction I want to narrow in on mm -hmm. while growing the audience. So it's like the audience is still being grown organically, and then where I want to pivot to next is like TBD. Yeah, but I like it because I, I know this is going to be, be the thing that gets me paid in full. Mm -hmm. Like I'll, I'll sell a majority stake for like 40 million or something. Hell yeah. Manifesting that. That's for sure. It's, it's doable. All the stuff that we've talked about with different media companies doing it, it's doable in 2022. Like even during a recession, if you can capture attention, retain attention and sell the attention, um, you can generate lots of money yeah. that can be used to like build the next thing and that's that's what i'm on like that's my goal what do you think are some of the core elements of content that captures people's attention right? so like, many things the core so elements would have to be um whether it's cringe whether it's informational whether it's funny 
And it all, all, all pertains to good storytelling. All of it. If you can't be a storyteller, you're not going to capture attention. You're not going to retain the attention. You can probably capture it with a good hook. Mm-hmm. But if you can't be a good storyteller in today's media world, doesn't matter. Yeah. Whether it's media or you're the CEO of a tech company and you're pitching to VCs, you're telling a story. Telling a story. You're, you're selling, selling a story. Yeah. When, like when you're doing pre-seed or seed um, fundraising, it's all a story. It's all vision and it takes a visionary to see a visionary yeah that's for sure some some people can't see the vision that doesn't mean you don't got it it just you know you know what really like when we talk about stuff like this you know what comes to my mind and i feel like i'm a little bit in it right now like i'm a little bit feeling this right now is you saw genius the kanye documentary i haven't seen it yet damn bro it's on my list. list yeah that's, that's my homework i saw they, they they did a showing in theaters for one night before it premiered the day after in, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I saw it at the Grove. Um, it was cool. I just went by myself. I kicked it and, and watched it. Everyone in that theater was dripped out. They were some Yeezys everywhere. Yeah. And uh, that first episode, don't worry, no spoiler alerts, but he, there's a scene where this is Kanye before Kanye and 20 years ago. And he's in, he's just a beat maker that's making beats for Rockefeller um, before he got signed to Rockefeller and he goes into the Rockefeller offices and he's and this is literal footage of him in the offices showing them Jesus walks all falls down like fucking not even his anthems bro. iconic piece and, of art and, and he's just showing it and like he has the energy and then they're just like on their phone someone comes in they're talking to them they're just like not paying attention and it's like it just makes you like really realize like they were playing like people were playing it you know what i'm saying because i do believe this too like and it sucks but until you have some people rocking with you it's going to be harder for people to rock with you and it's just, it's just like a psychological thing herd mentality yeah dude and it's just until, until you get a big cosign like what it took was him just relent and then he walks out of those offices bro still his head up high and like hopeful and like ambitious and like no nah, they, they're just sleeping on him mm-hmm. and it's like whoa you you just saw Kanye West who is arguably one of the most influential people ever and currently yeah get dogged in the office complete sunned and then he's walking out with the most confidence and tenacity in his eyes and you're like fuck dude he really did have it like he knew and those moments can suck though, because even though he, he portrayed that, maybe and maybe it was like deeply rooted and true, mm-hmm. he still is human, so he probably still had those like feelings. And it's hard, I mean, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a creator and you're putting stuff out there, like with a podcast, for example, it's fucking hard in the beginning. It's hard and it's scary. It's scary because you're putting yourself out there to be judged and criticized, and you don't got the numbers behind you, the vanity metrics that we all use yeah. for measurement instead of the impact of the words. And it's hard to be judged when you try something new. So only the, the ones that can really be comfortable can make it. And that's mm-hmm. why Kanye made it. Because he just, throughout that episode, you see all the things that he was doing. And then finally he got his Rockefeller chain. And then once he did that, that's when people were like, oh, <laughs> let's pay attention to you now. Yeah. Because someone co-signed you. But first you got to co-sign yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
What do you think, uh, what are some tactics that you employ mm -hmm. to, to keep that drive going day in and day out when inevitably you hit walls like that, right? When you, when you walk into a room and, and people write off what you're doing and say, eh, okay, there's a million other people who have that same idea, right? Like yeah. what are some tactics that you can use to stay motivated and stay focused on the mission and push the self-doubt away and know that this is going to work. Yeah, fuck. This took a while to like cultivate, but you just gotta have a clear why you're doing it. If your why is very clear, very simple of why you're doing what you're doing, that's gonna help you in those moments. Being open-minded to receive criticism helps me but also being confident enough to hear criticism. And if I know it's not like, they're not right, I'll be like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where the arrogance comes in, you know, cause there is an arrogant factor when it comes to like building something. And there are people criticizing you and critiquing you and doubting you, you know, you gotta, so there's gonna be moments where like no one believes in you. And you gotta like be so on your own shit, you gotta believe in yourself and like that's arrogance. And you can come off very arrogant, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've had to be in moments where the only person believing in me was me. Mm. And on the outside looking in, people were probably like, man, this kid's a punk. What makes him so special? And it's like, I know what makes him special, but I don't need to tell you. I'll just show you and it's gonna take time. And it does take time. Mm -hmm. And I've done it and I've showed it and I'm still showing it. Like I'm still like on level four of like a hundred levels. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about compounding is that once it really gets going, you skip like 10 levels sometimes, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and like going back to what you said, there's all these incredible, iconic, influential people that all of their advice and resources are right here at the tip of our, Dude, we have you know, YouTube university. I learned so much on it. Yeah. And like even, and then I, Michael Jordan wasn't even like on his basketball team, bro. Like his high school basketball team. Yeah. I remember shit like that. I'm just like, and then also like he shot like 24,000 shots in his career and he made 50% of them. Mm -hmm. Like he said, That's like insane. you miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. You know, so you just got to take your shots and you're going to get rejected. People are going to doubt you. Get, have a good mental health routine. Take some fucking mushrooms, zone out real quick, journey within, go to the gym, move your body, put yourself through hell. Get punched in the face. Do some martial arts. Yeah. Read a book. Meditate. Stretch. Eat good foods. Like that. That's the kind of shit that helps me to just keep going. Mm -hmm. Like those are my tactics. Yeah. Is having a strong mental um, morning routine. Win the morning. Win the day. Yeah, man. Some people are part of the five a.m. club. I'm part. Of, <laughs> I wake up at ten p.m. the night before, and I'm up before everyone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wake I just up. don't sleep. So yeah, I fucking I do ten thousand push-ups before. <laughs> Before, David Goggins before ten before David Goggins even opens his eyes. Yeah. Now nah, I wake up like seven a.m. But I have a good morning routine. I have a good flow, and uh, I like to just meditate, breath work. Started doing more of that recently, because I've been noticing myself tense up, and like, and then I just like, oh, I was holding that in. You Belly know? breathing, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. And um, honestly, lots of health benefits and mushrooms, bro. Yep, love that. Mushrooms and then. Are good. We also touched on asking yourself why, right? Yeah. So I learned about this in um, The Third Door. Hmm. The book um, It's called The Third Door. And, the, and the, the concept is 
that in life, there's three doors. There's the front door where everybody goes in. It's like a nightclub, right? Mm -hmm. So the main entrance, the line wraps around the building and everyone waits in line hoping to get in. There's the second door, which is the VIP entrance, which some people worked hard to get into that line, were, were born into that opportunity, whatever it may be. And then there's the third door, which is a window in the back, a bouncer that you have a conversation with. There's always like some other way um, to get into the building. And, and that's besides the point. But one of the things they talk about is, is asking why. Why are you doing this? And then answer that question and ask why again. And do that five more times. And at some point you get to these really like primal core questions. And usually it comes down to because it's going to make me happy. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's like a really interesting practice that no one ever talks about. And I had to find in the corner of some random book that I was reading is like keep asking why. Yeah. You know? I like and, that. And you'll, and you'll start to find like the real reason why you want things or you do things. Mm -hmm. You know? It's good to start with why. Simon yeah. Sinek. Yeah, start with why. That was my favorite word when I was a kid. Why? My mom told me. She was like, you just always ask why. It's yeah. Like, why is this like this? It's and like, little kids do that. It's like, dude, you can't have a cookie. Kids. Why? Because you can't. It's bad yeah. for you. Yeah. Why is it bad for you? Exactly. So they don't know. Ima imagine if the world's problems can be solved by kids. Dude. Imagine. Like, imagine if we advised kids or kids advised us on shit. Yeah. Like, it, like, let's just say war, for example. And, and you ask a kid, like, Hey, what should Russia and Ukraine do? It's like, why don't they just play tag? Yeah. And it's like, fuck, man, why don't they? You know, like, okay, we're getting off topic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but ask why. That's very interesting. Yeah. Ask why. I like to start with why. Have you heard about that? Uh, start with why with Simon Sinek? Mm -mm. No? He, he correlates it to business and like how Apple marketing campaigns all start with why. Mm. Like why why marketing not what marketing right? exactly yeah. like why a thousand they songs do what in they your do. pocket kind yeah. of mentality yeah. the way they do it is they they go why they do what they do how they do what they do what do they have and everyone does it the reverse like he 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 explained it. i mean people probably do it now like that since it's really caught on but he's like mm -hmm. apples is like our why is to connect and drive innovation through um, or connect and drive innovation, like something like that. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, how do they do it? Through beautifully designed products. It's like, what do they have? Here's an iPod. It's like, that's it. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Like, if you look at all their campaigns, they are like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, so I like that. I, I do like Start that. Start with why. Start with why. And it's, it's true. Because sometimes when I feel lost, it's because I lost my why. And I need to zoom out. I need to go to the macro, which I do, I do very well. Like, I'm a very macro guy. Yeah, you I, have to be, right? I mean, you don't have to be. Some people are just micro people. Like, I think you're, I think both are needed. Um, some people just don't have that innately in them. And good organizations have both, you know? Like, the visionary Steve Jobs, he was the macro person. But is he yeah. the micro? Yeah, I mean, he was a little detail-orientated, but there was dozens of people probably on payroll that were much detail-oriented yeah. than him, mm -hmm. you know? But he was the one that was able to... Do what he did. I mean, fucking look what he did, bro. He got kicked out of his own company. And then at, when he came back in in 97, it was worth $5 billion. And by 2011, it was worth $350 billion because of him. Mm -hmm. Macro. Mm -hmm. Macro guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's dope. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So any uh, any last words, any thoughts on the spark, on, on where we should take this, words of advice, any mm -hmm. thoughts, parting ideas? I think my piece of advice would be, um, you know, 
I think we all have different sparks when we're stimulated and we're just out in the world. Um, you can't follow every single one. Part of achieving great things is saying no to a thousand things. Mm-hmm. So find the ones that maybe like a week later, if, it, if you're still like, it's still digging at you, follow those, but follow your sparks because that is an indirect purpose in your life. Like, I mean, it's the best way I can put it. Like that's your, that's your instinct. Mm-hmm. Sparks are instincts. Instincts. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, like um, you know, a spark can, can change the world. I mean, it can be a wildfire. You know, you can, you can light the masses up with just one little spark. All it takes is one light to, to light a fire. So follow your sparks. It's oh, going yeah. to lead you down the right path. Don't, don't, don't suppress yourself. Express yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Saying. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, brother. Thanks where can, uh, where can everybody go follow what you're doing and, and be part of the journey? You can find me on Elon Musk. <laughs> just um i'm probably in the show notes uh, andres zanelli i'm that on uh instagram twitter tiktok i don't do tiktok dances but I, be, I do be dropping some shit on there and uh i have a podcast zanelli talks and uh follow paid and full for some more motivation and just see the journey on how it grows so yeah thanks for having me brother yeah thanks yes. for being here appreciate yeah, you dog. oh let's go baby oh, let's go